Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Saturday. It's All Even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Stitcher. I'm all over the place, man. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing, baby. That All Even wave. I can't keep telling you this. It's growing. It's going crazy. Don't get left behind. Lots to get into. LeBron James being voted the most hated basketball player on the planet. I'm going to talk about that. Also, phone a friend is back with my man, Paris Skivas. We're going to talk about everything NBA and all other stuff as well. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. There comes a point where we get tired of seeing and hearing about the same people all the time. Happened with Michael Jordan to some. It's happened to Tom Brady. It's still happening to him to this day. And now it's happening to LeBron James. LeBron James was voted the most hated NBA player by a landslide. People hate LeBron. But people also love LeBron. So he's, he's one of those polarizing figures. So let's kind of break this down, shall we, in regards to why certain people hate LeBron James. Well, I can be able to speak from a New York standpoint. When LeBron James was a free agent back in 2010, the New York fans and the New York Knicks, they all had their cap space ready. People were making LeBron James shirts and little kids were anticipating The king coming to New York. Then he decides to make his decision very local in Connecticut. So Knicks fans are like, oh, man, is this a sign where he's in Connecticut? He's going to say that he's going to join the Knicks. And then when he doesn't join the Knicks and goes to Miami, instantly, and I'm talking about instantly, those same fans that wanted LeBron James in New York couldn't stand the man they couldn't stand him oh he's weak he doesn't want to come here he's scared of the competition he's scared of the pressure blah 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 blah, all this nonsense so it's been a 10 plus year hatred for some New Yorkers for Cleveland 
The Cleveland fans, they were upset for a while, but LeBron James came back to them and everything was fine because he delivered them an NBA championship. But why does everybody else hate LeBron? Well, I can tell you from my own experience with my friends and people that I interact with, they are obsessed with Michael Jordan. And if anybody is even mentioned in the breath of Michael Jordan, if anybody makes a comparison, they automatically go into attack mode. Oh, uh, he's never going to beat Jordan. Jordan's never lost in the finals. It's the same nonsense talk that they talk all the time. It's like they're reading from a script. Jordan doesn't have any finals losses. So what? They're still great. LeBron James has dominated his era of basketball. Jordan did the same in his era. So it's a conversation to be had. It's not to poo-poo somebody else's accomplishments or achievements just to rise up your, your guy that you love. That's nonsense. But that's what people do when it comes to Michael Jordan. They're very defensive. They have to protect his legacy, quote-unquote. I don't get it. I really don't. So you have those... The Jordan protectors that bash LeBron. Then you have the the ones that are the closet racists. That they don't like the social justice opinions. They don't like how boisterous and how powerful one particular athlete can be. Especially when he's African American. That's a narrative. Not I'm not saying that everybody thinks that way. But there is a portion of LeBron haters that feel that way as well. And then you have the ones that... Say, oh, well, I don't like the way he's he's brought the super teams to the league. Newsflash. There's been super teams in the NBA since the 80s. The Lakers were a super team. The Celtics were a super team. The Bulls were a super team. The Lakers, again, there always has been super teams in the NBA. Newsflash. LeBron James didn't create this. And what's funny about the super team conversation is that I didn't hear this narrative when the Boston Celtics got together in 2008. Oh my goodness, Garnett, Pierce, and Allen is so great. So LeBron says, all right, well, if that's so great, then I'm going to go ahead and make my own big three in Miami. So he's not able to do that. But let me give you some information or education in regards to what type of pioneer LeBron James is. If it wasn't for LeBron James, you wouldn't see all this player movement in the NBA. And honestly, I don't mind the player movement in the NBA. Because if we're thinking about it from a personal standpoint, would you want to stay in a job that you hate your boss and your coworkers suck, the job sucks, no, you would want to be able to elevate and go somewhere else, right? So if you sign a short deal, you can be able to dictate exactly what you want to do. That's what LeBron James decided to do. After his rookie deal, he signed a three-year extension with the Cleveland Cavaliers and said that I'm going to dictate my own future. I'm going to make sure that I pick and choose what situation is going to be ideal for me, not what the organization tells me. He allowed players to have that type of freedom. So it's the fans possibly that hate, but I can guarantee that 
NBA players and kids that are growing up wanting to be in the NBA, they are very appreciative in regards to what trail LeBron James has blazed for them. The ability to control your own future. Now let's get back to the LeBron hate basketball thing, right? I have a friend that's a huge Lakers fan. Huge Lakers fan. And 2018, LeBron James decides to come to the Lakers, right? And I'm excited. You know, I got my knee in a sling and I can barely walk, but I'm climbing up the stairs and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, LeBron's in LA, LeBron's in LA. I'm so happy. So I reach out to my boy and I say, man, it's a great time for the, for the Lakers, for Los Angeles. The Lakers are back. We're going to make sure that we get back to where we're supposed to be. And he was like, oh, I'm not too excited about this. And I'm like, well, why? We, we, we finally landed a big star. Oh, well, you know, I, I just don't like the fact that he's going to try to come here and try to, like, dominate the organization. What? What? How, make sense, please. So I asked him. I said, please, go on. Oh, well, you know, I just don't like the way he, he does certain things. So I said, well, you're a Kobe fan, right? So am I. Do you forget what happened when Kobe was playing? Kobe Bryant signed a long-term contract after they decided to move on from Shaquille O'Neal. They picked Kobe over Shaq. And in the subsequent years after that, the Lakers were terrible. They didn't have any talent. Slava Medvedenko, Kwame Brown, Smush Parker, you name it, right? And what did Kobe do? Kobe went to a radio station and said that he would like to be traded. He'd like to go to Chicago. He'd like to go to the Clippers. So he forced his way into getting what he wanted the organization finally realized that hey we are taking this young guy for granted maybe we need to start being a little serious in regards to building a contender and that's exactly what they did they went to go get Pal Gasol and the rest is history so it's okay for Kobe to do it but it's not okay for LeBron James to do it where he was at very very hypocritical Cause And that's how fans are, is that once they're devoted to somebody, they can't devote themselves to another player. They can't see the greatness in somebody else because it's going to take away from who they loved in their organization. So then if that's the case, then once a player retires, you should never root for another great player again. should never. If you have one guy that you root for and he's your man, then you might as well just pack up and not watch in the NBA anymore. Don't root for any other players that come on your team that are actually good, that can be able to be Hall of Fame players. It doesn't make sense. People really don't have a valid excuse of why they hate LeBron James. They don't. They just say, oh, well, you know, I, I just don't, I just like, like, like the way he does things. But you can't clarify. Stupid. So most of the people out there that hate LeBron, they hate him because it's the thing to do. It's like in, in wrestling back in the day, John Cena was the guy. And everybody used to boom and hate John Cena. You had people that loved him. You had people that hated him. But for the people that hated him, oh, well, you know, he panders too much to kids. It's a kid program. What are we talking about here? Kids wear his stuff, so you shouldn't pander to children? It doesn't make sense. So if you're going to hate somebody... Have a valid reason why. I can tell you that maybe 75% of the 
of the people that say they hate LeBron, they don't have a valid reason as to why they hate LeBron. Maybe because he's dominated your team over the years. Maybe because he's the most influential athlete in our generation. That's including Michael Jordan. Maybe it's going to be the fact that he's going to own his own basketball team by himself. He's not going to need a group. He's not going to need any, anything like this because he's going to have that much money. Maybe that's why people hate him. There's so many different angles to the hatred of LeBron James that I've never seen this before in my life. In my life, I've never seen an athlete more polarized than LeBron James. And through all of that, through all of that criticism and hatred, the man has dominated for 18 years. Four NBA titles with three different teams. He's been to 10 finals. There's, no, there's nothing to hate. Entrepreneur, philanthropist, open up a school, doing all of these great things, great humanitarian, but yet people hate this man. It's a sickness. It really is a sickness. I have another friend who is an obsessed Knicks fan who hates LeBron James, but he falls into that, oh, when LeBron was supposed to come here, he didn't come here. Because the thing is with me is that people hate LeBron James for that in New York, but they don't hate Kevin Durant for what he did. Interesting, right? Kevin Durant has been linked to the Knicks, and then all of a sudden he goes to Brooklyn. Nobody hates him here, though. They should hate him more than LeBron. <laughs> it's, it's a sickness. They should come up with a new infliction or allergy or something like that. Call it bronitis. Call it bronitis. Because for people to react this way for an athlete, it's unhealthy. <laughs> it's unhealthy. People hate LeBron like they know him. <laughs> I can't, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But hey, listen, as a Laker fan, as a LeBron fan, I, I had the best of both worlds. The man came to my team. He delivered a championship. I can't ask for nothing more. So for the other people in the country, all these people on social media, stop. Enough. Get another hobby. Put that energy into something else. Because it's not helping. LeBron James is going to continue to have a good career. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going to own a basketball team one day. You're going to just have to get used to it. Just like how we had to get used to Tom Brady continuously dominating football. He's 43 years old. He's not going to give up anytime soon. He may play for the next four or five years and win another two Super Bowls. Just the way it is. We just have to accept it. So people... Accept it and move on. Michael Jordan's retired, okay? His place in history is fine. Nothing's going to happen. Nobody's going to kick him out of his house. <laughs> it's okay. Let's move on. Coming up after the break, phone a friend with my boy Derek. On a Saturday, it's all even. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money for that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, 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 we in the studio right now. Flip set up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, listen. Shout out to the Old Even podcast. My oh, man yeah. Barry Grant oh, Jr. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up, oh, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out to somebody else's podcast. Yeah, my nigga, to join. What's up? Oh, even. Oh, even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this on something. Oh, even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? 
Now you got well, that's a shout of you keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump all even podcast, right? Yeah, all shout even. All even podcast, right? Yeah. All even. Uh, that's your man. My man. Fact. All right, shout out to all even podcast. He cool. Hundred percent. He cool. Is he? he cool. Let me see. Is he cool? Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh. 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 Call him up, 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 call him up. Competing for a reason, trying to stay undefeated. Yeah, call him up, 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 call him up. Game of the season, don't lie, we're all leaving. Yeah. What we have on the show today is a very good friend of mine. Went to school with him. Very good dude. You know, he is the creator of PTX Media. Welcome to the show, my man Paris Gavis. How we doing? I'm all right, man. You know how it is. How you doing, man? You the guest on the show. I gotta ask you how you're doing. I'm doing well, man. Uh, my Yankees, on the other hand, not doing so well. Oh, but... we're we gonna get into that. We we gonna get all into that. But, before... but I think this is the first. I think this is the first recording we're doing since we started grumping the Greek, circa February 2020, pre-COVID. Oh yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. You know, once COVID hit, wow. everything went to went to went 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 to went to you know what, and you know we went our separate. Yep. Way. We've always we've always kept in contact. You're my man, um, fellow Islander. You know what I mean? So you know we we yep. we gotta we gotta keep that bond. But um, you know, let's talk about you know what you're doing in regards to you know your your career and you know shout out your 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 social media and all that stuff. So appreciate it's it. yours, my man. So for the last couple of years, I've been working with a site called Unhinged New York. We're basically a baseball, more preferably Yankees website. We do weekly podcasts. We do recordings. We have a YouTube page. And I just made my own social media page. Just basically put in the breaking news just like you. Just put some of our content from just to get the word out there. Um, I went to graduate from St. John's back in 2018. And then I did Connecticut School of Broadcasting with you, obviously. It took you seven years to do it, but. We Absolutely. finally got there. Right, right, right. <laughs> so um, other than that, I've just been working, just been doing freelancing, just trying to get just get my name out there. So just like you, but good props to you, Barry. Like, honestly, out of all the kids in our class, I feel like you have outshined everybody. Nah, so, uh, major props. I don't know about all that, man. Like, come <laughs> on, man. Doing podcasts on a daily basis. Amazing <laughs> guests. You're following. Come on, you're a legend. Listen, listen, I'm I'm humbled, man. I, I I appreciate the journey because you know we all we all started in the same place, and everybody has their own aspirations, and you know we all have our own path to go to. So you know when nope. when, Co- when COVID hit, you know I had a choice to say to myself, well, it's either I sit here and become depressed like so many other people have done because it was such a tough time for everybody. <laughs> Or yep. I'm going to go ahead and do something. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just yeah. I just put my head down and said, all right, man, let, let's get to work. You know what I mean, let's get to work and let's see um, where it takes me, you know, whether it takes me in a in a in a in a situation where I'm going to be happy or I'm going to say to myself, hey, at least I gave this a try. But um, I was not going to I was not going to be one of those people to just not do something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. You know, the shouts to you for for continuing to 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 
you know, stick with this. Um, you know, it's not an easy field to be in. No. And um, you know, it's just, you know, the 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 ones that are persistent and consistent are the ones that will see um that success. So that's all I could be able to tell you, man. Just stay persistent, stay consistent, and everything will 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 follow and everything will kind of take care of itself. But listen, man, you know, you gave the background. I love that. But what's the social media handle, man? Like, like throw that out there. Oh. Good question. Because honestly, I have so many social media handles. I'll give you my main <laughs> Instagram one. It's like I have to, it's like all over the place. It's bad. It's PTX Media underscore. PTX Media underscore. So, okay, cool. Give me a follow. I'll follow you back. But I haven't posted in a while because I was busy with the other site. Right, right, but right. But I'm looking forward to this summer to actually be more active on my social media page. So talk about talk about unhinged a little bit more. Like, you know, how is that something that you that you created like with other people? Is that something that you just kind of joined and then you know continue? Well, this it's something I actually joined. The site is actually created by a kid who just graduated away from college. His name is Patrick Hennessy. He's okay. the owner of the site. But honestly, he he's just like you. He grinds 24-7 for the site. He's doing all the he's on every podcast, every live stream. So I've made a props to him. He's just like you. So, but I joined a couple of years ago as a writer. Right. It wasn't until last March where we decided to transcend into a media page as well. But due to COVID and not having baseball, right, it was kind of hard just doing a daily show without baseball. So we made it interesting. We did some days we had trivia. We'll do like trivias from the past. And then we'll just come up with daily. It was just hard. Yeah, of course. Because you have to talk about different things on a daily basis, but when you don't have a game to, it, to like basically summarize or it makes it give difficult. your thoughts about, yeah. yeah. But we we've been grinding for the last year, so I give it major props to everybody through the Unhinged Media brand, but mostly Pat because he's there twenty four seven. So definitely, definitely, definitely. So I guess uh, you know we'll kind of piggyback on what you guys do on Unhinged. Let's talk about the Yankees a little bit. They are Oh. They are struggling to say the least. They just lost to the Phillies, right? You know, and and after innings. So you know, what what are your thoughts on on the Yankees? And here's my thing: I had said on Tuesday's show that I believe that it's time for them to get rid of Aaron Boone. It's time for them to get rid of him because the thing is, is like. This is not a situation. Hold on. Let me finish. And then you can go. (laughs) This is not a situation where I feel that there's no talent on this team. There's talent. However, they have, there's a different type of talent where they're, they're home run base. They don't know how to get the extra base hit. They don't know how to get the situational hit. They don't under, they don't understand how to manufacture a run. Those are issues that yes, Cashman has to deal with, but at the same time, is Aaron Boone's voice getting lost in that locker room? Because the thing is, he's been a guy that was that was brought in, in my opinion, you can be able to agree or disagree with me after after I go, to be the opposite of Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi was that tough, hard-nosed, I'm the manager. If you're going to let me manage, you're going to let me manage and get out of my way. That's the way he is. Why Aaron Boone is the complete opposite. He's going to be, oh, I support the players. I'm going to, we're going to be here for them and, and make sure that we, we communicate with them all the time and blah, blah, blah. So now I see that things are a little rough. 
he tries to motivate them with that, you know, that boisterous, hey, listen, let's get, you know, that rah-rah speech. But it's falling on deaf ears because he's never been that. So what are your thoughts on, you know, what I said? Do you think that it's time for them possibly to make a change with Aaron Boone? Or do you think that this is a a deeper issue, like a roster issue, and Cashman really, really made an error with this team this year? Barry, I wanted Boone gone since last year. I hear you, man. I hear you. That's how it's bad enough that your team is terrible. But when you go on a post-game interview every single night and saying, we got to get better. Right. Barry, this team in 2017, <laughs> they were one game away from winning the world, well, making it to the World Series against right. the Houston Astros. Right. And they had a lot of firepower. Joe Girardi called out his players. Yeah, right. he made some mistakes, but he called out his players and Absolutely. that made them better. He was different vibe. But ever since Boone came in, you could have given that job to anybody because it, they were a winning team. They won 100 games in 2018, and then the rest, they had a winning season until 2020. Right. But this year, just, this team feels different because I don't even think Vo Boone has a voice in that locker room. He, he's just a, such a friendly guy. He has a he has no grit. Yeah, this team had yeah. grit. They had leadership. They had. They looked like a team that, on a daily basis, they wanted to go out there and win games and win the World Series. But Accountability. Year, I don't even know if they're not gonna. Yeah, I don't even know if they're gonna make the playoffs. That's how upsetting it is. And then you have fans saying, "Fire Cashman! Fire Cashman! He's doing a terrible job." I don't think this is Cashman's fault. This is more of a team that. Yeah, you can argue that, but when you look at this team, their situational hitting, like you said, is absolutely atrocious. Yeah, it's they're bad. All... <laughs> They're basically trying to steal base and running the passes absolutely atrocious. Gary Sanchez has made a lot of mistakes this year. But when one of your – you only have three good hitters on this team. DJ LeMahieu has been off to a slow start to start off right, the he's like, he's, Right, he's like he's 100 got, he's points lower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the Yankees need a center fielder. They're relying too much on a 38-year-old useless Brett Gardner. Imagine signing him as a fourth outfielder and he's playing every day because you have an injury-prone – Aaron Hicks today, Luis Severino pulled a groin in his, in his single A start. So this team's injury prone. They need a center fielder, and everybody was talking about they don't need another starting pitcher. They need a starting pitcher because honestly, you don't know if you're getting Kluber back. You honestly don't know if you're going to get Severino back. And Tyone has been absolutely atrocious this year. The only consistent pitcher you had on this rotation is Garrett Cole, and he got called out for that sticky stack stuff, but. He came out against the Twins and he dominated. He's showing what kind of pitcher he is. But Aaron Judge, Glaber Torres, and mostly Gary Sanchez and Jerry Carl Stander have been your most upfront hitters this year. Torres got off to a slow start, but he's picking it up. He's being better defensive shortstop. He's hitting the ball where it needs to be. And when you lose, when you're coming back down 7-2 against the Phillies and you come and tie it up, it kind of reminded me of that game against the Astros in 2019 where DJ tied the game, and then we lost on a walk-off. That's how it felt today. Yeah. But honestly, the Yankees uh, when I'm, the Yankees game is on, and I'm debating on whether to watch it or not. I'll follow it on my phone, but is this time is this team worth my energy? Because they don't look like they want to win, and that's yeah. the sad part. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with you, man. I think that, um, I think that this team is just – they're lacking an identity – when I look at them, when I see them, it's there's no, there's really no direction. And, you know, a lot of fans, if they want to call for Cashman, it's fair because the guy who 
constructs the roster is normally the guy that falls on the sword. Obviously, you know, the, 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 the manager will take the blame as well, but the next up is going to be the guy that put the roster together. And when you, when you look at baseball, you look at that, the, there's a problem in baseball period is that a lot of these guys that are home run guys that don't really know how to manufacture runs, nobody's hitting because everybody has forgotten how to hit. Yep. It's all it's all about launch angle. It's all about, you know, extra analytics and all this stuff. It's the game has gotten to a point where guys really have forgotten the basics of just hitting a baseball. And now I'm not saying that baseball, you know, hitting a baseball is, is easy, but it's not like it, I just they don't look good right now. And something has to give something has to give. You can't keep going like this for another month. You really can't. And if you look at Giancarlo Stanton, he's one of the most he's a, one of the highest paid players on the team. Tell me how does it make sense that a guy who bats three times a game is your DH. He comes off a hamstring injury, and instead of trying to keep him motion and just let him play every single game because you're DH, you let you play him a game and then you rest him for two games, and then you play him for two games and then you rest him for the next game. How is he supposed to get better and how is he supposed to get into a rhythm if you're just doing that? You can't be soft with your players. You're the New York Yankees for crying out loud. If George Steinbrenner came was the still alive, and I know everybody uses that reference, but it's true. If he's paying a guy $32.5 million, he's going to want him to be out there 162 games a year. Not 80, not 90, 162. If you're making that much, you have to be on the field every day. And he's a DH. They keep talking about how they want him to play in the outfield. But how's he playing in the outfield if right now we're playing the Phillies and you're coming out and saying, yeah, he's not going to be playing in the outfield? Yeah, I mean, it, there's it's, no cons- it's pretty bad, bro. You know, the, no- the thing is with me is that Stanton is an injury prone guy. And I understand the the uh, the strategy that Boone is using. But when you have a guy that, you know, is very frail in regards to his 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 health. What 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 can you do? Because if you play him every day, you run the risk of having him break down very, very early to the point where you may not have him towards the end of the season. So this is the only option when you're paying a guy that much money. It's it's a I it's an easier decision to play a guy that's that's bad. That's not a great hitter. Maybe a, a decent defender. You can be able to see where you can be able to kind of put them in. But a guy that's talented, that can't stay healthy, it's like Anthony Davis in, in, in the NBA, is that you know that he's talented yep. when he's on the court, but how often is he there? Because he's always going to get dinged up. He has a hamstring. He has a oblique issue. He has a back issue. It's just – it's always something with this guy. And I just don't – I don't know what the Yankees do. Like, it's a – there's a myriad of problems that they have. It's not just one thing, but like you touched on it. Oh you know, no, it's a they, whole bunch of things. Yeah, they need an extra. They need an extra starter. They, you know, I think I think the bullpen is is pretty decent this year. Um, you know, they 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 need another contact hitter, another guy that can be able to just slap some doubles. You know, get some base knocks. But where are you gonna find those guys? Who are you trading to get a guy like that? It's that this. And that's tough. the thing. The Yankees prospect tug all these prospects and they keep on holding onto them instead of making a big trade. But the problem is when they keep on holding onto these prospects, they bring them up and they're not doing anything. 
Yeah. Like, for example, you have Debbie Garcia. He's one of your most prized pitching prospects in your farm system, but he's struggling this year. One of the reasons I believe he's struggling this year is because he lost his confidence. When you have a kid at his age and he's one of your top prospects pitch in, in a playoff game and you only pitch him for one inning right. because you want to bring in a 38-year-old J.A. Happ and come right. and blow the floor because he's complaining, oh, I'm a veteran. I should be starting the game. Think about it, how much you're lowering that kid's confidence. No, it's, it's upsetting. Because now, and look, now look at him. Look at him this year. He's struggling in AAA. I think he has like a 4.83 ERA. It's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you have guys like Clint Frazier who knows he's talented. He's got off to a slow start, and then he got hot, and what do they do? They keep benching him so they can play Brett Gardner. <laughs> and then they got rid of Mike Talkman for yeah, left-hand reliever, Wandy Peralta. That was my guy, too. Talk talk to him. Talk to him, Mike, Mike Talkman. That was my dude, man. I don't know why they got rid of him. I don't know why they got rid of him, man. Yeah, they got... They got rid of him after how limited their outfield is, and they brought in a left-handed pitcher who has who started off a little bit better, but now he's absolutely terrible with them. We didn't need bullpen death. We needed outfield death because, look, Aaron Hicks has never been healthy in his entire career. If you look at every year he's played in the major leagues, he's hurt every year. And he might not even be back next year with this type of injury because the wrist injury he had, it's a bad injury. Yeah, yeah. They, they they have like I said, man. They have big 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 time issues. I, uh, if if I were the Yankees right now, if I was Cashman and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like, how can I be able to, you know, kind of put a band aid on this gunshot wound? Aaron Boone, Aaron Boone would be the guy. Aaron Boone would be the guy to fall on the sword. Like I I I would definitely cut bait with him now because I I can guarantee this. Paris Givers, that after this season, I can't see Aaron Boone coming back anyway. I just can't. Even Marcus Timms has to go. Everybody. Except the only two people I would not get rid of is the pitching coach and our third base coach. Everybody else can go. Yeah, yeah. Because Phil Nevin is honestly the hearted soul of that, that entire coaching staff. Because he's fighting for the players. I was at the game Sunday against the Red Sox. Yeah. Everybody else had a voice except Aaron Boone. Okay. So I don't even know. He, he doesn't even argue. He's always trying to be everybody's friend. That's my Every thing. single it, it, time he's got ejected. Every time he got ejected out of a game, he came out and admitted that he apologized and called the umpire to apologize. That, that whole savages in the box thing. When I found out that he called the umpire and sent them a fruit basket or whatever, what was the whole point of that? Oh, I, I, rem- I remember. I remember that you 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 had loved that line, and and now 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 you. I realize- did, and now it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, because he he's because you apologized to him. He's been what he's always been a babysitter. That's what that's what Aaron Boone is. He's a babysitter that that does not like to upset the apple cart. He has to make sure everybody's happy and. And everybody's kumbaya. This is not how you manage in the major leagues, honestly. And if the, no. and if this is if this is what the Yankees are looking for, well, you get what you paid for. You get exactly what you paid for. So you know, there's I can expect major changes to happen in in the winter in, in the winter meetings. I can definitely see that this team is definitely going to be shaken up in the offseason. So let's kind of segue into this this uh substance stuff 
what are your thoughts on the substance stuff in regards to them just be like for me it's enough already with major league baseball it's there's always something there's always something there always we got gotta make sure we take pds oh oh, oh, now stop listen pitchers have to get something on their hands because if they if that ball gets out of their hands and they're throwing it at 100 miles an hour they can be able to start hurting people on a consistent basis so to to be upset or to check about substances now and it's like to me it's just nonsense Pete because now you're going to slow the game down even more game's already slow now you're going to have to do like DUI checks the umpire is going to have to come out there and say oh well, I got to check your hat I got to check this like you got to check everybody you got to literally check everybody if the if the if the if the catcher comes out to speak with the pitcher the thing. Like it's crazy. What 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 are your thoughts on that? The funniest thing about this is this has been happening in MOB for how many years now? Honestly, pitchers have been using it like all these all-star pitchers have been using it because they need a better grip for their spin rate. Right. But why now? Because Josh Donaldson came out and said Oh, Garrett Cole definitely uses it. I honestly, when you heard Pete Alonzo come out and say that MLB is messing around with all of this to affect the free agents, when the all-star pitchers, a free agent, they juice the ball so that more home runs are getting hit after them. When they say that the balls are getting affected so because an all-star hitter doesn't get a, uh, all these uh, money. It's sad because honestly, Rob Manfred is ruining this game. Um, This whole sticky tacky stuff has been going on for a very long time with baseball it's honestly helped one of the best pros and pitchers excel to their expectations everybody's saying that the grom cole scherzer kershaw all these guys have been using it and i feel like mlb is just trying to ruin the game because this whole situation with donaldson calling out cole saying he uses it and he's like and they're during the press conference cole's like cole didn't want to say yeah i use it but Donaldson was scared because he says, if he wants to hit me, hit him, hit me. But honestly, Cole went out there and struck him out twice. But I feel like Manfred's been ruining this game ever since he's been sworn in as commissioner of baseball. Because when you keep changing the rules with, you have to have a runner on second, you have to, you have to limit your, you have two minutes in between each pitch to pitch the ball, your limited amount, because you want to speed up the game. People grew up watching these long games. So I would rather watch an 18-inning game rather than see a runner start off at second in the top of the 10th inning. If you wanted to do that, wait till the 15th inning if you want to speed up the game. But honestly, everybody doesn't like cheating. I didn't like the cheating situation with the Astros. You know that. But using stuff to better spin rate your ball, get the control of the ball, is different than having a trash can getting banged knowing what pitch is coming. And think about that. Think about that. The ticky stacky tough, the pitchers that were using it during against the Astros. What happens when the Astros hit home runs? It didn't help their spin right there. <laughs> the players knew what's coming. Yeah, so that, that's my whole thing. It's like, you know, players are complaining about spin rates and hitters, uh, but nobody's hitting the baseball across baseball. And no. that's that's the problem. Like everybody needs to learn how to hit. Go back to learning how to hit instead of trying to mash the ball. How about you try to hit something down the line? How about you try to bunt something over? If the entire shift 
is on the right side. How about you just bunt it over to third base? Nobody does that anymore because it's all about, I got to get my numbers. I got to get a home run. I got to get this. Well, this is what you're going to have. You're going to have pitchers dominating the game. You're going to have people complaining, and it's always going to be the Major League Baseball's issue. They have to fix this. They got to correct this. They got to fix this. They got to tweak that. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a bigger issue than they should be having, honestly. Like, and, and the sad part is the union and MLB, they have a, such a terrible relationship. Back in 2017 and 2018, the most home runs have been hit because they juiced the balls. But they don't want to come out and say, yeah, we juiced the balls. But let me know when was the last time you've seen in the first two months of the MLB season for eight no-hitters to happen. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we have what? There's, there's what, six no-hitters? That's that's already happened? Yeah. And the record yeah. is seven? When is the- <laughs> so, it's crazy, yeah. I mean, you know, look, I... I I was for them changing the baseballs because I didn't like the fact that average hitters or even below average hitters were mashing 35 and 40 home runs. I didn't like that. So I understand I, I like the fact that they that they did that to the baseballs. My thing is that you've adjusted the baseballs. Now it's time for the hitters to adjust to the pitchers. That's just the way it is. Give it time. Maybe maybe during the summertime, maybe the offense will kind of balance out. And then next season, guys will kind of go back to the basic approach of having a level swing, making sure that you're making contact. If you hit if you hit a grounder, it doesn't matter. Like, just make contact instead of trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Like, everybody just knows how to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Pitchers, all they know how to do is throw, throw hard and strike people out. There's no... There's no finesse or magic to this game anymore. Like there used to be a little mm-hmm. bit more strategic, you know, battling at the plate where you see a guy choke up with two outs or two strikes, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Like all of those things don't happen anymore because it's like, ah, oh, you strike out, it doesn't matter. Just try to get on base, try to get a walk. And strikeouts do matter. I don't want yep. my batter going to the, you know, having a st- uh, stat line at the end of the season, 240, you know, 38 home runs, 90 RBIs, and he strikes out 197 times. That's bad. And for, for, for the analytics to say that that's not bad, that's what's wrong with baseball. I am not against analytics. Not, it's, it's, it has a place in the game, but it shouldn't dominate the game. It should be a 50-50 thing where analytics – helps the manager it helps the players understand exactly what they're seeing and it and it helps them benefit and 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 kind of better their games it should not dominate your sport and that's the problem with baseball is yeah. that analytics has completely taken over this game and it's te- and it's taking it taking it in the in the wrong direction in my opinion yeah it's sad because i remember a couple of years ago chase headley yeah he had a 13 game hitting streak and he was hot. Right. And then he got benched the next game because he wasn't good against right or left-handed pitching. Just doesn't make sense. If if I'm hot, I can be able to get a hit off anybody because I'm hot. No. Nope. That's just that's the way baseball is. You're not going to take somebody out if he's hot. Now, if he goes on a 13 game hitting streak, 
and then he goes oh for the next 36, then you give him a day off. You give him a day off or two. Let him let him kind of sit down there. Let him let him let him cool off. But for a guy to have a hitting streak and then get benched, that's that doesn't make sense. But that's the game. And this is why that's not baseball. Why they're having issues. This is why they're having issues. So moving on, moving on. Let's go ahead and talk about the NBA. The NBA playoffs are hot right now. And your Knicks, your Knicks uh, got eliminated by the Hawks. Now, listen, you're you are not a crazy Knicks fan. So I respect you. I respect you because you're not one of those nuts that talk all of this nonsense. You are a rational Knicks fan. So how do you feel about how the season went? How do you feel about Coach Thibodeau winning Coach of the Year? And do you think that, you know, the Knicks are heading in the right direction? Honestly, I'm ecstatic about Tom Thibodeau because, honestly, he took a bunch of B-plus players, and they won the fourth seed. I Julius Randle didn't really excel in the playoffs like he did during the season, but I give him major props because he had a great coach and he had a great system to work with to improve his game. You had a bunch of gun guys like Emmanuel Quickly. Obi Toppin really popped off in the playoffs, but they are heading in the right direction. I'm really interested to see how they approach the offseason. What are their plans? Are they going to give Julius Randle max contract? Are they going to give him use his player option or the team option to really see if he can do it again? Because right. honestly, that's what it's all about. It's just, we don't want any one-year wonders. But I know I joked around with this, but come down the line, if the Knicks have the opportunity to sign Kawhi to a two-year deal or three-year It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. All right? Just, just give it up. It's not going to happen. Get it out of your mind. It's not gonna happen. It's a dream work. It's a dream <laughs> work. But, but now every day you read the reports, the Knicks are linked to two players I've seen so far: Kelly Oubre and Dennis Schroeder. That, Dennis Schroeder came out on an Instagram post and he was on live. Then he said, he said that Nets in four my butt. The Nets are playing one of are playing great basketball. I'm not discrediting them. I'm not one of those guys that says Nets this, Nets that. They don't live my head rent free. Yeah, you have talented players. You're going to do talented things. But I had a prediction before this series started, and I said Bucks and seven. But if they're playing to the extent where Giannis can't, can't take that last shot, he has to throw it off to Chris Middleton, he has to, you're the highest paid player on the team. You have to do those types of things. So the Nets are playing great basketball without James Harden. James Harden was an MVP candidate. He was like basically in the top 10, but they're playing great basketball. And honestly, the Clippers, they've been donezo. Even during that Dallas series, they look done. Well, I mean, for, for right, for, for right you have now, Paul they... George. Now, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your point. No, yeah, honestly, I don't know how Kawhi Leonard decided to join wanted to join Paul George and go to the Clippers because Paul well, he, George has been playing absolutely terrible. He was desperate. That's what happened. He he didn't want to go to the Clippers by yep. himself. So he called everybody around the sun. Everybody said no. And Paul George said, yes, that's the only reason why Paul George is, is a Clipper today. But right now the Clippers are leading the jazz at home. They're leading 64 to 49. So, you know, they have a 15 point lead and they're, they're well. looking good. So, you know, maybe maybe they'll do exactly what they did against Dallas and tie it up after after a homestand, which is crazy to me. 
Um, but yeah, uh, you know, shouts to the Knicks. Shouts to Tom Thibodeau. Uh, had a good season as a head coach, but I really but didn't they just lose? Yeah, lose who? Serge Ibaka. Yeah, Serge Ibaka. He's been out for a while. He's been out for a while, man. So you know he had season-ending back back surgery. So um, they they haven't had him for a long time though. Yeah, they haven't had it for a long time. So. Um, you know, like I said, shouts to Tom, shouts to the Knicks. I, I think that they're heading in the right direction. Um, but what are your what are your thoughts on the Phoenix Suns? Do you think the Phoenix Suns have a chance to win an NBA championship? Because right now they're up 3-0 against the Denver Nuggets, and you know, they're looking good. They're 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 the hottest team in the NBA right now. So, you know, what are your thoughts about Phoenix? And do you think that they can have a chance to I won't even say. I, I, I guess I'll I'll retort. Not win an NBA title, but possibly get there. I think they can get there because they. Uh, I don't re- in the bubble. They won on a tear. Didn't they go undefeated towards the end in the bubble? Yeah, and they, were- they were just using that momentum, and they got CP three. CP three. I know I saw that you hey you agreed that with Skip that CP is not a top 15 point guard. I honestly think he is a top 15 point guard because in the last couple of years, any team C3 has been on, he's either been went them to the Western Conference Finals or he even just made them to the playoffs. He took a nobody Oklahoma City Thunder team and he took them to the playoffs. And realistically, he's just another star power working with young guys like Mikael Bridges or Aiden, even Devin Booker. Devin Booker is always a great player. But having that backbone in CP3 leading the charge, and CP3 is putting up great numbers. So if CP3 can make it to his first finals with this young team, it will be a great battle to to see how they will go with the East because – the East, you have the 76ers, you have the Bucks, you have the Nets, and those, that's what you need. You have CP3 could have made it to the play, uh, finds young Phoenix Suns team, and having a great coach of Monty Williams with his story, it would be a great story if they win the championship this year. They deserve it because yeah. they've been a franchise that's been in the lottery for the last maybe 10, 15 years. And now look at them. They're one win away from a Western Conference Finals. When was the last time the Net the Suns actually made the Western Conference Final? Was that with Stoudemire and Nash? I think it was 2000. I want to say 2009 or 2010. Yeah, it was the year they actually got there. The year Stoudemire Stoudemire left to go to the Knicks. He left the he left in that offseason. All right. But so. they played they played the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. So um, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while. Right, and so. um, you know, I, listen, I'm not I'm not a huge CP3 fan, but I respect him. I think that, you know, his regular season st- uh, statistics have, uh, have always been great, but the way I judge people is in the playoffs. Like, you know, his playoff numbers have not been stellar in his career. He's been hurt a lot. And, you know, the best ability is availability. Yeah. And if you're not there to help your team, then it really doesn't matter how good you are. So, um, but I'm, I'm happy for them. I like Monty Williams. I respect him as a head coach. 
I like that team. I like Devin Booker. I like DeAndre Ayton. I like the group that they have. So, you know, they remind me, they kind of remind me of the Miami Heat from last year that they just got, they got favorable matchups every round and then mm -hmm. they can be able to get to the finals. Will they win? I, I don't see that, but it's still a good story to have them in the NBA finals as a small market team, um, you know, possibly going yep. the, the, the big juggernaut Brooklyn or Philly or whoever. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that works out, man. But I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for them. I, I, I wasn't mad when they beat my team. I really wasn't. I was more mad at my team than I was mad at the team that beat us. Um, yeah. So, you know, shouts to them. Yeah, they look lost in this playoffs. Yeah, listen, you know, the, the Lakers have, they have a lot of soul searching to do in regards to their, their superstar player and also how they're going to put that roster together. But, you know, I, I don't want to break my TV nor break my mic and talk about the Lakers. So um, <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts about, about Philly? Do you think, who do you, all right, better yet, who do you think is going to come out of the East? Do you think it's the Sixers? Do you think it's Brooklyn? Do you think it's, it's the Bucks? Because obviously we're not talking about the Hawks. They don't have a shot. But, you know, out of those three teams. Originally, originally I had the Bucks. But realistically, it's going to be the Nets. Hands okay. down, Kevin, Tarden, Griffin, they got everybody. So I would love to see Milwaukee make it to the finals with Giannis because right. Giannis is one of my favorite players in the league. But if you're going to be realistic with this league and everything with the East, it's going to be Brooklyn. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so I guess you got Brooklyn winning the championship then. If it comes down to that and whoever comes out of the West, yes. I have the Nets if they make the finals, winning it at five and six, five or six games. So as a Knicks fan, how do you feel about that? It's sad, but you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be <laughs> truthful. I, I like I like how you said sad. That that's the word that I'm gonna hang on here. Sad. I respect it though. <laughs> I respect it. At least you're not one of those Knicks fans. Oh, like, I I don't care about Brooklyn, and they're not. They'll never be the Knicks. They'll never be the Mecca. They'll never own the town. And it's not about that. They don't. The Nets Net fans have told me. I've spoken to a lot of Net fans. They don't care about owning the town. They just want to win as much as yeah. possible. So if the Nets could be able to, co to collect two or three championships in the next six years, do you think that they actually care about owning the town? They'll have their championships. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. So it's like, you know what? That's when all I, that matters. In the when I, yeah, when I hear Nick fans talk about owning the town or this is not the Mecca, or, uh, who cares about that? Because at the end of the day, who has come to the Knicks to save the Knicks? No one. So it doesn't really matter if it's the yeah. Mecca. Nobody's coming here. Now, things are changing. I'm sure that they're going to be able to get a superstar within the next year or two. But, you know, let's, yep. let's you know, Nick fans got to kind of, they got to cool out, man. They got to calm down. They got to calm down. <laughs> you know, crawl before you walk. Takes time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, shouts to you for just being a level-headed, cool Nick fan. That's why I like to talk to you. That's why I like to talk to you because you can give me the real. You're not going to be that delusional, you know, I got to put you on medication type of Nick fan. I, 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 you're not that type. You're not that type. So, you know, respect to you for that. And um, I agree with you. I think Brooklyn I think Brooklyn has a, has a path to the finals. I thought that I had picked Milwaukee in six. But for what I've seen out of the yeah. first three games of the series, I am not so sure anymore. Um, I think Philly – 
I think Philly's really good. I think Philly can really be able to, to, to give Brooklyn a run for their money. Not saying that they're going to beat them, yeah. but that series is not going to be easy because Ben Simmons is a problem. Like, defensively, he is something else. He's special. He should have won a defensive he's player. A guy I would, he's a guy I would love to see guard Kevin Durant. Because, oh, like I said oh, before, yeah. like I said before, I had the Bucks in seven, but when you go into Brooklyn and you lose the first game and then you lose the second game by 39 points, and then you go home and you basically have Drew Holiday making a layup and a bunch of air balls from the Brooklyn Nets, you got lucky that third game. So right, 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 if you right. don't come out the fourth game with any fire or – show any grid that's saying, yeah, we can compete with these guys, you're not going to win the series. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree, man. I definitely agree. Now, segueing into the fiasco that is boxing, did you get oh. to see the Lamar Odom-Aaron Carter matchup? See, I'm not one of those desperate guys that say, oh, celebrities are fighting. I have to watch it. Yeah, I just watch it on SportsCenter Instagram. When you have a guy that's 6'8 going up against a child that's 5'9 and has been irrelevant to the world within the last 15 years since our childhood, Lamar Odom was just throwing punches left and right, left and right. Aaron Carter was knocked out. So <laughs> how's that boxing? And then you have a bunch of guys doing YouTube versus TikTok boxing. They're basically putting a disgrace name to the boxing world. Yeah, I mean, listen. The thing is, Lamar Odom, like you said, you know, he's six. He's Lamar Odom about six ten, six eleven. Nick Carter, yeah. me, Aaron Carter is like I think they listed him as six foot. So you got you got like a 10, 11 inch difference here. And here's the caveat. It's not even the fact that Lamar Odom is six ten. Not the fact that Aaron Carter is six feet tall. Lamar Odom is from Queensbridge. He's from Queens. You're not going to put a Queens dude that's been fighting his whole life in a ring with a little white man. It's just, listen, that's just, that, 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 it, how we look at that, how we perceive that where I grew up at, P, that's food. That's food. No. That was easy. That was light work for, for Lamar Odom. Like, you see, the thing, me, I didn't watch it. I don't watch none of these things. I don't give it energy. I didn't no. watch the Floyd fight. I didn't watch any of these things because it's all money. It's yeah. honestly these guys act like they hate each other, but it's all about money. It's all a sideshow, man. And for me to see Lamar Odom sink to that level to to do this, you know, it really it 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 really made me sad. You know, shouts to him for for putting up a great performance. I love Lamar Odom. But I, I just want to see him in a better situation. I want to see him doing something different. Like if the big three, you know, big three is going to come back this summer. I, I want to see him play there. I, I don't want to see him boxing yeah. anymore. I don't want to see him put himself at risk because, you know, anybody can be able to catch a haymaker and it, it can really put you out, man. Like, you know, we're, we're wrestling fans. You, you remember the brawl for all <laughs> that, that thing ruined careers. It literally ruined yep. and shortened people's careers, man. So, you know, this boxing thing is not a game. Everybody can't just, you know, you you can't just go into a ring and expect that something bad is not going to happen or can happen to you. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't yeah. I don't like how boxing is being portrayed as like anybody can do it. Anybody, everybody is not built to be a boxer. Everybody cannot do this. This is yeah. a craft. This is this is a science. This is why they call it the sweet science. 
is because there's a lot yep. of factors that go into boxing. It's not just swinging your arms. It's not just grabbing somebody. Like, there's different elements to this thing. And for what I see, I, I don't like how they're portraying the sport that I grew up loving. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. really I really needed to stop. I really need this, like, this sideshow to not be a thing anymore. And what's crazy is that, do you realize that this was on Fight TV for $30? I wouldn't even waste $30. 30 bucks, bro. People were spending to watch this. I don't know how many people watched it. I don't know what the pay-per-view uh, buy rates are, but to charge $30 for that is a disgrace. It really is. Really is a disgrace. It wasn't the Floyd fight $50? I think it was more than that. Might have been 100 Oh, God. You know when Floyd fights, it ain't, it, it ain't nothing less than 75 Wow. So, and then you had Chad Ocho single fighting in the ring. Oh my God. Like it's just it's just embarrassing, man. I just I can't <laughs> I can't deal with I can't deal with what's going on with, with with boxing, even just sports in general. Like what we live in a society, bro, that things are changing and people are finding different ways to entertain themselves and they're they're defining nope. entertainment in different ways. Like people look at that as fun. People look at that as competitive. Mm -hmm. I look at that as something like a car wreck or something that that that's embarrassing to even talk about. So, you know, I, it's just as the older I get, the more I realize that there's a lot of things that are just not meant for me. Like this is not mm -hmm. meant for me. It may be meant for the younger generation to be able to define what they want to define as boxing. I guess boxing is yeah. now going to just be celebrity deathmatch. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I guess, I guess, man, you know, but, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I, I am not going to give it any more energy than that. I, I don't really care, but, um, let's go ahead and get into rapid fire. I always like to play rapid fire with my guests where I just kind of spit off some names and you give me who you think is better. I'm not going to argue with you. This is just your take. You know, normally okay. I would go fly off the rails and say, what are you talking about? But the rapid fire is not that. So let me know, <laughs> X-Man, are you ready? I'm ready to go. All right. Better player in a pinch in, in, in the Yankee uniform. That's what I should say. Better player. Okay. Alex Rodriguez or Robinson Cano? Ooh, A-Rod hands down. A-Rod hands down. Okay. I know he did the steroids and everything, but yeah. The respect. No, just I'm got a, up and he just got up and left. I'm an A-Rod fan, man. I'm a big time A-Rod fan. Better catcher. Joe Girardi or Jorge Posada? Oh, Jorge. Okay. He was the he was the heart and soul of that that core four with the with all the pitchers and everything. Better first year with the Yankees, Jason Giambi or David Justice? That's a hard one. Rapid I'm fire, go Giambi. Rapid fire is not easy, my man. It's not easy. That's, I'm go Giambi. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. Let's move sports now. Better quarterback, Kerry Collins or Eli Manning? Ooh. 
I respect this guy because he beat my team, my team twice. I'm going Eli Manning. All right. Let's see. Better quarterback. Joe Montana or Tom Brady? You know the answer to this boy. Tom Brady. I thought you I thought you were gonna say Joe Montana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Better wide receiver, Randy Moss or Terrell Owens? Randy Moss. Randy Moss, okay. Better running back, Edgerin James or Curtis Martin? This is hard. Rapid fire is not easy. You going Edgerin James? Nice. Yep. Better Colts receiver, Marvin Harrison or Reggie Wayne? Marvin Harrison, man. Okay. Let's see. Hmm. Better quarterback, Donovan McNabb or Dante Culpepper? <laughs> I'll say Donovan McNabb. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Better coach. Let me see. I'm going to say Bill Walsh or Bill Belichick. Belichick. Come on, man! Now, now, now I have to. Now I have to. It, 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 I have to interject now. Come on, Bill Walsh is a is a pioneer in this sport. All right, he's a genius, genius. Now I'm not gonna fight so you. I'm not gonna fight you. I'm not gonna fight you. So is both, both bills are both bills are good. Both bills are good. I, I like Bella Rings, and I also love Bill Walsh. Um, <laughs> let's see. Better Super Bowl. Patriots, Giants, the first one, or Cardinals, Steelers. You know, the Cardinals, Steelers was that, a better that, that Super game, Bowl. That game was awesome. That game was amazing. Ten seconds left, Santonio Holmes getting that last-minute touchdown. Yeah. Both yeah, feet with, in. With, with the toes? You got to yeah, respect. That, that was good. You respect it. That was good, man. That was good. All right, we're going to head to the NBA now. All right. Better player. Nah, matter of fact, not better player. Better shooter. Okay. Reggie Miller or Ray Allen? I'm going to go Ray Ray. Ray Allen. Okay. Better Nick. Allen Houston or Latrell Sprewell? I'm going to go Houston. You're going Houston. Wow. Okay. That Let's last see. game winning shot. That's fair. That's fair. Better Nick. Bernard King or Carmelo Anthony? Oh, my. <laughs> you know, Melo is one of my favorite players, right? That's, that's why I put it in there. Damn. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going mellow. You going mellow over Bernard King? All right, that's fine. That's fine. Listen, I, I'll 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 take the hay for it, but <laughs> that's my boy right there. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, let's see. Better defender, Draymond Green, or Dennis Rodman? Oh, Rodman hands down. Nice. 
better defender, Kawhi Leonard or Scottie Pippen? I really don't. I'm going to go with Scottie because Kawhi is. He's not really much of a defender, Kawhi. He, he, he's fallen off the last few years. He's more offense now than he is defense. So uh, I'll go, I'm going to go Scotty Pippen. You, go, you going Scotty? Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's cool. I like that answer. Better point guard, better pure point guard. Okay. The, uh, Steve Nash or John Stockton? I'm going to go with Steve Nash. Okay. Better point guard. Jason Kidd or Chris Paul? Chris Paul. You're going Chris Paul over Jason Kidd? What? What? Yep. All right. I, I promised that I wasn't going to argue. That's fine. That's it's fine. all right. It's all right. This is uh, what it's all about. That's right. I, I got to keep my composure. Uh, let's see. Better player. Uh, excuse me. Better player. Tracy McGrady or Paul George? Tracy McGrady. Paul George trash. <laughs> Why does everybody take shots at Paul George, man? What? what? I, 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 Paul George, because Paul George went from being a dominant player in Indiana to absolutely riding with Kawhi Leonard in Los Angeles and absolutely doing nothing. You, you he won. Wanna, he, his best year was in Oklahoma, and then he got traded. You you want to know? You want to know a secret about me? Is that? I have been killing Paul George since the days of Indiana. I've always, oh. I've always been highly critical of Paul George. Um, okay, let's see. Who would you rather have as a big man? Okay. Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, oh, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Bro, you really doing this to me? <laughs> I'm going Kareem. You going Kareem? Okay, I, I respect that. I like that. And the fact that Kareem is a Laker, you know, you know that 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 bowls well for me. Okay. Uh, let's see. Last question: Are you happy that John Tavares is no longer an Islander? At this rate, yeah. You, that I, that doesn't sound too confident, okay? That doesn't sound too confident. Yes or no? I'm in between because I despise the fact that he left, but that I'm also that we also had this conversation a couple of days ago. It kind of benefits us because if we did have him, we wouldn't have the cap space to trade for guys like John Gabriel Pajot. Right. My, so actually, I am happy he left. Good answer. Good answer. I am ecstatic i haven't been more excited okay i remember the day he left i said that's fine he's gonna regret the day that he left this team and we are gonna shock the world paraskis i'm telling you right now everybody's talking about tampa's gonna win they're gonna blow the doors off of us yeah i saw colorado lose that means that tampa can lose too that's all i'm saying i'm going Vegas Islanders Stanley Vegas, Cup final. Vegas Islanders Stanley Cup final. Book it. I like it. The barn is going to be rocking. I can't wait. Well, Paris Gears, my man, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show. You Thank know, you for having me, man. Absolutely, man. You know, you're my man, 100 grand. Um, you know, always, 
Always love to see what you're doing. You know, keep pushing on. Like I said, stay consistent and persistent. And, you know, everything will work out, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely, bro. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Saturday. It's all even. This is Cigar Gents and Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also, check us out at CigarGentsAndGals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So let's just get right to the winner, shall we? May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is... Major League Baseball. That's right, Major League Baseball, formerly our America's pastime. They are my winners for... Because, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Major League Baseball, they just have this way about them, right? Where they, they have to feel like or make people believe that they got to clean up the sport and they got to make sure there's no cheating and there's no advantages and there's no this and that. But correct me if I'm wrong. Batters use pine tar. Batters have all different types of different advantages and different things to use so the bat doesn't fly out of their hand and somebody gets hurt, right? All these particular things. But yet the pitchers don't have that type of advantage. They're throwing a ball 100 miles an hour. So if a pitcher has something that can be able to help with the grip, wouldn't that make sense? No, 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 no. No, definitely wouldn't make sense. Not in baseball. Not Major League Baseball. No, no, no. They got to check everything because everything's an illegal substance. Everything is cheating. We got to make sure that we clean up the sport. Newsflash. Baseball has never been clean. It's the dirtiest sport in American history. Just face facts. Now this is the new thing. There has to be a memo that's been sent out, and now they got to investigate every picture. That, oh, come on. It's just nonsense. It's bad enough that baseball right now is hard to watch. Now we're going to have to stop the game even more to make sure that pitchers are getting checked to see what's, what material or substance is on their hands. They're trying not to throw the ball through somebody's head. Because the ball will slip out if your hands are sweaty. Newsflash. Summertime. It's going to get humid and hot. In most of the places around the country, it is 100 plus degrees. So now it's time to clean baseball up again. It's time to clean it up. We have to change the balls. We have to do this. We have to do this. It's always something with Major League Baseball. We might have to start putting them into the UFC category with all the guys testing positive in there and all the scandals and stuff that happened in there. It's the same thing. Doctored balls. You got pitchers that are putting substances on their hands. You got this, that. It's, there. it's always something. This is why people are not watching baseball. This is why some people would rather watch tennis. Some people would rather watch NASCAR. Some people would rather watch hockey. 
because at least in those sports, you don't have all of this nonsense and whining and complaining. This guy's spin rate is better than he was last year. Why is his spin rate better? This guy's home runs are, are so out the roof. He's hit 55. We have to check the balls. Oh, oh my, just, it's enough already. What is wrong with this sport? He hit a home run when they were up 12 runs. He's not supposed to do that. <laughs> what, what kind of stupid rules are we have? This is a sport. The state of baseball right now is really sad. It really is. It really, really is because now we're going to have to spend more time watching the game and now the game has to be slowed down because of these checks. You got to check this guy. You got to check this guy. You got to make sure he check his hat, check his shoes, check his forearm, check his shirt. Got to check the, the third baseman. Got to check his teammates to see if they have something. Maybe if the, the catcher comes to the mound and speaks to the pitcher, maybe we got to check the catcher too to make sure he's not giving anything to the pitcher. Oh, really? Enough. Just speaking about this, I feel like I've lost maybe five or ten brain cells already. Really. It's just, it's, it's annoying. Major League Baseball is annoying. That's what they are. It's exactly what it is. They're just annoying. They're that annoying friend that when you have a conversation with them, they're like, oh, well, what do you mean by that? Well, I feel a certain way. Well, it's just like, all right, I'm, not, I'm just not going to talk to you no more. If every time I say something, I'm just not going to talk to you no more. Like, that's what it feels like. It feels like pulling teeth with this sport. So maybe we're all dummies. Maybe we're all dummies. Maybe it's not just Major League Baseball. Maybe we are all dummies for participating with this nonsense. So Major League Baseball, when badminton passes you in the rankings, when Major League cornholing passes you in the rankings, you'll feel like losers, but you're a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcast available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.